Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. One of the things I really enjoy about this podcast is hearing from the listeners. And what I've learned over the years is that some people's lives truly are challenging. But I think their challenges can be fodder or material for us to help us grow and find happiness when we're in really dark situations. One of our listeners, Iris, from Williamsburg, Virginia, gave me permission to read her email, and I think her struggles and her strength will be good for all of us to hear. Dear Dr. Puff, I've been listening to all your podcasts over and over for many years now. You've had such a positive impact on my life. There aren't enough words to thank you for your kindness and caring in helping others. As a person who lives with multiple neurological chronic illness, and intense chronic pain, I desperately try to live in the present moment and go with the flow of life. Recently, I've had complications from surgery and now new diagnosis on top of the previous ones. When one feels they can't handle one more thing, then several more things are dealt to you in life. My question is, how does one stay happy in the face of living with chronic pain and illness? Most illness, including some cancer, People see an end in their suffering, such as recovery after a surgery or after therapy, etc., and then getting on with their lives. How does one live well when they live with chronic pain and or illness and can't have hope to an end of their suffering from debilitating pain? I feel better for a short time while practicing living in the moment, etc., then spiral downward when the pain or other symptoms return, which they always do no matter how positive or how detached I am. I do cherish my better moments, hours and days. It's just a vicious cycle. Thank you so much for all you do and any insight you can give me on helping those with chronic pain. You've touched my life and have helped me through so much. Sincerely, Iris. As you can tell, that is quite an email and Iris is going through quite a lot. And if possible, if I could reach through this podcast and give her a big, long hug, I would. Because she's a very beautiful soul going through a very, incredibly, I can't even imagine, harder time. So Iris, I am right now reaching through this podcast, giving you a hug. But let's do address what's going on with Iris, because some other listeners may have the same symptoms or may go through a time or know someone who is going through what Iris is going through. It is hard. Sometimes life throws us things that are like, oh my goodness, take our breath away. And they just keep hitting us over and over again. Life sometimes can be very, very hard. What I'm going to attempt to do is address Iris' concern from many different angles and hope that some of them will be of some help to her, this most beautiful angelic soul. The first thing we can do, which Iris is doing when we're in severe pain or going through challenging times, is reach out to others. With support, life does get a bit easier. Just knowing that people care for us, are concerned for us, are beside us, really is helpful when we go through challenging times. Hugging, touching, holding, listening, These are all things that are so helpful if we're helping someone else or if we're in need of help when we go through those dark times. 
if we have someone there to help us and we reach out for that support, it can really ease the pain as we go through the most challenging, difficult times of our life. What sometimes I've seen people do over the years when they're in a lot of pain is they stop reaching out for help because they're afraid of burning other people out. And mind you, we may burn people out sometimes, but because we love ourselves, because we care for ourselves, we seek that help. And then when someone needs our help, we give it. We are here to love, to receive love and to give love. It's a beautiful way to live life. And it can be really helpful when we go through those very dark times. And I know this may not be possible for all of us, but if we're able to get a pet, particularly a dog or even a cat, but dogs are just so loving that can be there for us because they can be there for us a lot of the time when other people can't be. I think having that companionship can be really helpful. I know because of our living situations, we may not be able to, but if we are, consider getting a pet or two or three to be there for us, to help comfort us, because that's the beauty of pets. They really are loving unconditionally. And that's a good segue to the next thing we can do. When we're in this horrible, dark time, we have to ask ourselves, is there anything that we can do that can make us feel a little bit better? A lot of times when we're in that dark spot, we don't feel like doing anything even though things can help us. But if we do those things, even though they don't completely ever take it away, that relief can be like, oh, that was so good. My uncle, when I was a little bit older, he was cutting a tree on a ladder and fell and broke his back. And it was a severe, severe break. And he was in a body cast for about six months. And for several years after that, the only thing that really relieved his pain was walking. So he walked and he walked and he walked. And whenever he walked, he felt better. Mind you, sometimes he didn't feel like walking, but when he walked, he felt better. Another activity I like is find a pool. Pools are great ways of getting our bodies active. Because when we get our bodies active, we kick in what are called endorphins. And endorphins are very powerful tools for helping with pain. Probably most people that struggle with pain have been to pain clinics and they can be helpful. So make sure if we haven't done that to check them out. I do believe breathing and meditation is great for pain. There's a lot of studies that support that. Learning how to meditate can be a really great way of relieving pain. I mean, what do women do when they're trained to have babies what lesson do they teach them through Lamaze? Isn't it breathing techniques? Because having a baby is horribly painful. So they do teach them to breathe and can be really helpful. I remember once slamming my thumb in the door and I actually had to open the door to get my thumb out. And it was an excruciating pain. And what I did is I just took very deep, slow breaths. And what I found was within five minutes, most of the pain had abated. So there are things we can do, swimming, exercise, yoga is another great one, breathing, many things we can do to help alleviate those pains. And often the things that help us alleviate pain, like yoga, hurt. Doing them is painful, but what that does is it alleviates greater pain later. 
So it can be counterintuitive, but are we doing everything in our power to alleviate the pain? And if we are, then let's look at other things that we can do. The next thing that can be helpful, which Iris actually already mentioned, was living in the present moment. What we've learned is that we can actually only focus on one thing at a time. Our minds may jump around a lot, but they're always focused on one thing at a time. So pain can be a very loud voice sometimes where it's hard not to focus on anything but that. But if we are able to focus on something else, like maybe watching a television show, being with friends, getting outside, I think getting outside is great, where we can be focused on something else that can really be helpful when we're in pain. Because if our minds are just focused on the pain, it can truly be excruciating. But since we can only be on one thing at a time, then what are our minds focused on? And distraction can be very helpful when we're going through very challenging times. It won't necessarily take away the pain, but it can help the pain not seem so intense because we're not giving it our full attention. And when we're able to do this, not give it our full attention, it will subside because it's not getting our full attention. And now I want to talk about some deeper things we can do. The first thing we can do is really live one moment at a time. It's similar to living in the present moment, but it's about just saying, okay, right now, what's before me? Can I do that? Right now, what's before me? Can I do that? Right now, what's before me? Can I do that? Now, the hard part about what Iris is dealing with is there is no end in sight. But if we say right now, what can I do? It's a lot easier. Thinking about no end in sight will make us overwhelmed, will make us depressed. It'll make us a lot of things, but it won't make us happy. Just saying right now, I'm experiencing a lot of pain. How do I address this? And it may be we just breathe. It may be that we call up a friend. It may be that we cry out to God. But thinking about how this may never end, that will cause us suffering. We have to just be with the pain right now. Just with that pain each time. Because none of us know when we're going to leave. None of us know when we're done with this earthly existence. We don't know. And even with people that may have a terminal illness, that can seem very interminable as they're going through the pain. Pain is challenging. Pain can exhaust us when we look at it, the long journey of it. When we just focus on the moment, and not think about how long is this going to go on? Is this ever going to stop? All the stories that we can create, we will suffer less. It's hard, I know. But if we don't create stories and just be in the present moment, even with that pain, we may find it easier. The next thing we can do is be careful of attachments. I talk a lot about this podcast, how suffering comes from attachments. Attachments are those things that we are attached to that we want to have happen. And we can be attached to living with limited pain, no pain, or less pain that we're living with now. And that attachment will cause us to suffer. Some people on this planet, like Iris, suffer physically and may suffer that way their entire life. We may be like Iris someday ourselves. 
We may get an illness in the future that causes us to live with interminable pain as long as we're alive. And an attachment would be, I don't want this to happen. This shouldn't be happening. We suffer because of our attachments. If we want to be happy, we really can't have any attachments, any. And being attached to not suffering is an attachment. The pain may be there for the rest of our lives, but if we're not attached to living without that pain, the suffering won't be there. Suffering is a mental stories we create about our attachments. If we want to be happy, we really can't have any attachments because when we have an attachment, they can cause us suffering. So when it comes to physical pain, we have to be very, very careful not to be attached to living without physical pain. Pain is part of the human experience. Some of us have a lot, some of us have a little, but being attached to not having pain in life is going to cause us suffering. Better to just deal with the pain when it comes. Do the things that we're talking about in this podcast. But don't be attached to living without pain. Pain is part of life. If we just address the pain and not create stories about it, we're going to do so much better. The attachment, the attachment to living without pain will cause us to suffer. The next two things I want to cover are a little bit different, but I do think they can be helpful in our quest to live well with pain. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before, but there are people, usually connected to some religious um, organization, called ascetics. These are people that choose to do things physically to their body that cause them suffering in order to develop their faith and grow. They have been around throughout history and they still exist today. They are actually doing things like perhaps not eating, inflicting corporal punishment on their bodies, going through periods of very um, strenuous activities that cause them a great deal of suffering. And it really is something that they seek out to grow. Let me use a simple example. Some of you may have actually done this. There's a form of meditation retreat called Insight or Vipassana. And what they do, it's 10 hours a day of 10 days of meditation. So you meditate for 10 hours a day for 10 days in a row. And if you've known anyone to ever go to these, they're quite challenging on the body. That's usually if people are going to leave, they're going to leave because it hurts. It hurts your body. But also, if you've ever met anyone who's gone, they'll describe it as an absolutely mystical, wonderful experience. I mean, incredible experience. And these people, thousands of them around the world, are choosing to go to them and participate in them. So one way to look at the pain is saying, okay, can I look at this pain as a form of growth, as a way of growing, and not see it as necessarily an infliction of punishment or physical pain? My purpose here is to live well with this pain, to breathe through this pain. And with time, I may find, I think we do often find, something beautiful can come out of this painful experience. And last, the last concept I want to address right now in regards to living with pain. This one is perhaps going to be the most challenging, but I, it's something I believe. I know you as a listener may not believe it with me, but I do to the core of my being believe this, that in life, when we go through suffering, in the long run, it is for a reason. We may not know that reason until after we die. But I do believe when we suffer, it has the potential to 
become something good. I know I may be wrong. I'm not in any way negating that. And I'm not in any way taking away from the suffering. I know it's painful. I know it's hard. But I do believe that in life and in the next life, that we don't have to see pain as punishment. It can actually be something good for us to help us grow. In my own life, any time I've grown, it's always been through something painful, not always physical, but definitely either physical, mental, or spiritual. That is how I grow. When everything's going well and everything's great, it is much more challenging to grow. And the other thing I've done over the years, as some of you may know, I've traveled around the world meeting really some amazing souls that have done incredibly well in life. And I always ask them the same question. Always. I say, what got you there? What got you to the point of being where you're at and get on this path of growth and, and then really growing well and doing well in life? And I've always heard the same answer. Pain. Pain got them there. Suffering. Suffering got them there. It is through pain and suffering that we grow. And so... When we go through this challenging time, however long it may be, if we can hang on to that belief that something beautiful can come out of this, like giving birth to a child, pain is there, but something incredibly beautiful comes out of it. And not interpreting it as negative, but seeing it as like a purging, a cleansing, a healing. When people are learning to meditate for long periods of time, it is painful but they're not judging themselves for that pain. They're just breathing through that pain and letting themselves go forward or perhaps living with that pain and realizing they can still have beautiful lives with pain. And on that note, it is especially important never, never to judge ourselves for the pain. Life is painful. Some of us have more than others. We may not know why until we die and go on to the next life. But judging people or ourselves for pain is never right. Loving people, hugging people, giving them our empathy and sympathy, that's what we do. So if we meet Iris or someone like her, we hug them, we sit with them, we listen with them, we cry with them. We never judge them. And we don't judge ourselves when we're going through difficult times. We love ourselves and breathe. Living sometimes, one breath at a time. Thank you for joining me on the Happiness Podcast. If you would like to learn more about the world of happiness, please go to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. And if you're finding these podcasts helpful, I'd love to get a review from you. You can leave them on the website at the Happiness Podcast. On the left-hand column, you'll see a link to Google Plus and Yelp. That's a great place to leave reviews. Until next time, accept what is, love what is. I love helping people improve their lives. I really deeply believe that all of us can have beautiful lives if we work at it. But it is work. And that's why I create this podcast, to help people improve their lives. But the other thing I do, which you may not know, is that I love speaking in person to people. I do this two ways. One is through my private practice, but the other way is through being hired by companies to come in, spend a half day or a day, 
giving a three-hour workshop helping the employees improve. And when their lives improve, they're better employees and the overall culture of the company is enhanced too. Because even if we are successful working for a company and we're getting paid well and everything seems to be okay, if we're not happy or if the culture of the company isn't positive, it's going to wear on everyone, including the employees. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that there are very specific things that we can do to improve that. And that's what I love doing is helping people improve their lives. So perhaps if you have a company or if you work for a company and you're interested in bringing me in, then perhaps just consider bringing me in and let's work together to improve the overall culture of the company so that everyone can be there with a smile. If you're interested in learning more about this, just go to www.successbeyondyourimagination.com. That's successbeyondyourimagination.com. Peace.